my dear players, this is the Dominion League Weekly Podcast. I am your host Trumpf and this is the episode for February 24th, 2023. This is the last episode for February and it's also likely to be the last regular episode for about a month or so. Let's get to it. Two whole matches were played in our A division in two weeks. JNLs won against defending champion Kazu and lost against Yurika Mome, who is now at the top of the division. Xerix has not yet entered the competition. Mixinak played and won his first two matches of the season and is currently in number one of B1. Triple range merge is leading B2. Second in that division at the moment is Tracer with a 67% win rate. Sam E is in the lead of C1. Swordfish Trombone is still in first position of C2. W Morrison claimed the top spot in C3. And Chestic and Dr. Steelhammer are in shared first position of C4. Personman is in the lead of D1. Shower is at the top of D2. We're still awaiting a match that is not a tie in this division. Scumpy remains in the lead of D3. DVD Ing and Single T share first position in D4. Over in E tier, Pizza Planet is leading E1. Mazeltov took over first position in E2 from Big Farm with a win rate of 78% in 3. Bambuglar is in the lead of E3. Avi Afin is leading E4. Beachcomber is at the top of E5. Gamesu took over the number one spot in E6 from Viking 39. TS is leading E7 and Diplomat shot to the top of E8. Now I'm still waiting for those good juicy results comments a little bit. I have one for you that was from Rockthrower who won 4-2 against Picklemick in H14. And Rockthrower said, this was a Sydney Melbourne street fight. Top match, thanks. Now, we have 24 more people in the Significant Lead Club. And they are Tracer and Mazeltov, whom I already mentioned. Then Ultimate Geek, ZK1, K2244, J Reggie, Tortuga1, shout out Tuga, Annie Nainma, Kyle C, Brightstar, Quiglet, Dan Ward Dog, Brody Rules, Ezra K Cab, I Call, Tvanita, Labaget Sokolovic, Hedge Maze, DR Wolf W, M Chaiken, The Punisher, Purple Tooth, Peter, and QURPT1. Congrats, everyone! And our top three, if you will, <laughs> are a top six. So we have in third place right now with 78% each Mazeltov and Purple Tooth, 79% we have Sokolovich, and our highest win percentage at the moment, 83%, we have Zetka 1, Eikol, and Vanita. Good job. So I would like to start reporting more on non-league tournaments again, um, but since I probably won't be releasing any regular episodes in the next month or so, I figured it wouldn't make too much sense to start now, like Webbed or Werewolves. Um, yeah, but I will pick this up again when I'm back, I think. 
And for my personal weekend games, I decided to take a break from tournament play. I haven't been in a good spot about that mentally in the past couple months. And and yeah, uh, I'm out for now. It's It's a little sad to break my league streak like that, but everyone keeps telling me not to play games when I'm not enjoying them. So um, yeah, I stopped. I made a new account that I am playing ladder games on without the added stress of having specs and that works out fine. It still takes a lot of determination and will to hit that start search button, but from there it gets easier. Um, and I'm also happy to report that of the couple dozen games I have played so far, there has been no incidents of abuse. So that's more than I can say for what I played on my main in the past. <laughs> Amazing. And with this, we have reached the preview later today. That is Friday at 19 UTC. Tracer will play Triple Range Merge for B2. And then at 1 UTC tomorrow, Saturday, off, 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 we'll play the world, the whole world for C, C1. Then tomorrow at 20 UTC, Swordfish Trombone will play two Duffman for C2. On Sunday at 18 UTC, A Libby 11.52 will play Scumpy for D3. And at 19 UTC, Akuchi will play Furcol for B2 and Tracer will play Rust 2 for B2. And then at 20 UTC, Lemonspawn will play Two Dovemen for C2. And that seems to be all for now. Enjoy the matches. And we have reached Spec Chat. It's Berlinale time. This year I went for documentaries. I saw a very fascinating docu based on Virginia Woolf's Orlando about transitioning or being in the between space of the gender spectrum. It was really well made with stories of trans and non-binary people interweaving with the story beats of Orlando. And it was so, so funny. <laughs> Obviously, the world as it is right now is not a very welcoming to non-binary and trans folks. So, of course, we heard stories of oppression and discrimination. But then again, there were so many light moments and moments of resistance and making fun of the oppressive authorities. It was such a joy. I went with two of my dearest people in the world who are both non-binary and that of course made the whole viewing experience that much richer and sweeter and we all came out of the movie and were like, huh, I guess we'll have to read Orlando now. <laughs> so yeah, um, everyone please find a way to watch Orlando, Ma Biographie Politique by Paul B. Preciado. Um, I hope... I pronounced that correctly. Anyway, uh, find the link in the show notes. And then yesterday, I saw Dreamsgate by Negin Ahmadi, who followed several different members of the Kurdish military's women's unit. Obviously, I have complex feelings about this. Um, it was certainly a documentary unlike anything I've ever seen. And um, it certainly touched me much differently than most movies I watch. 
yeah. And now I've got a little snippet from my conversation with Donald X for the advent calendar for you that didn't make it into the doors. This one is about general thoughts about Nocturne and Donald X's ban list. For what it's worth, um, it's and probably it, not... At the very beginning... Oh, sorry. Yes. It's, this is probably not like... Uh, helpful in any way but I have to say um, apart from um, that it's much easier to play Dominion online just because the uh, it, it does so so many sure. things for you I do find it like very easy to to learn cards because because yeah. the I mean, it shuffles. And the client knows you the can, rules and the client knows like how, how the cards Yeah, it work. says do you want to do this and you didn't even remember you exactly, got to. Exactly, exactly. So the things like with the boons and the hexes, it's also, it's much easier. But I understand that this is like not helpful to you at all because you are like primarily focused on... Yeah, I mean, the boons were fine. I would still do the boons, yeah. right? As I've, I've, I've told this story elsewhere, but, you know, if I were making Nocturne today, it would be two expansions. Mm. One would have night and spirits, and I was very happy with both of those, but there should be way more cards that make the spirits. My philosophy at the time was that I should have like three cards that use the card so that I wasn't just including the card for one thing. Uh, you know, let's have three things that use ghosts, not just one. But uh, but my philosophy now is no, because of the setup, because you have to get out the ghost pile, you want it to be like eight things use ghost. Uh, so that if you're playing a game in real life, you know, you get out two expansions, let's play with Seaside and Nocturne, and you just put the ghosts on the table and you're going to want them most games. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really ideal. And so like the horses, where so many cards use the horses, that it's not really a hassle that you have to get out the pile. But with the, with the spirits, there's just too few. And one is actually better than three. When only one card, like, you you know, the only card that uses Lucky Coin is Fool. And so you just store them together. And when you get out the Fools, you get out the Lucky Coins, and it, it's, it's not hard. And, you know, same with Hermit Madman or whatever. But with Ghost, it's like, oh, three different cards make you get it out. And you can't store it with each card. It's, you know, you only stored it in one place. And so, you know, you have to get out the Ghosts. And it's just a, it's just a little bit of hassle that I'd like to avoid. But... So yeah, so I would make Nocturne two sets, and one set would have Knight and Spirits, and would do a lot more with Spirits. And the other set would have Boons and Heirlooms, and probably Wishes, and do more with the Wishes. And, uh, you know, I would fix up what I did with the Boons. Like, I feel like a couple cards below it there, besides Fool, like Sacred Grove is bad because people are stingy, they don't want to give their opponent a boon. And Idol is bad because... The timing is bad on when you get the boon. So it, like it's difficult to make everything useful enough in the buy phase. And, uh, you know, the premise of idle could have worked fine, but just not be that it, it gives you a boon. But anyway, but overall, you know, I was happy with the boons. I didn't think they were too complex. You just need to really make sure you aren't getting tons of them and that you're getting them at the right time. That was the thing about Sacred Grove, too, that your opponent gets it at a better time than you do sometimes. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, and so I would still do them, but I would separate that into two sets to have a more reasonable amount of mechanics in each set. And and I wouldn't do hexes, uh, which were just over the top. But boons I still like. Uh, but there shouldn't have been received three boons. And so you see in this story of Fool, like, it got so little. It got so little out of all this work. It started off as you get three boons. And in the end, it's you get three boons, except wait, sometimes you don't. <laughs> and it comes with heirloom, you'll draw it less often. And... Uh, and yeah, it's a very sad, very sad story, Aww. but uh, but there it is. Aww. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking because this is like probably the longest story if we wanted to use this for the the last episode, but um, can't can't use a sad story for the last episode, can we? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was thinking it would be the the split pile story, but you picked clashes, and the thing is, clashes were fine. Like there was enough stuff to say. Yeah. But there wasn't a ton like there is for some of them. Like the townsfolk, there's just infinite cards that tried out for these four piles. Um, but, uh, eh? <laughs> 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 we put in our time. Anyway, yeah, I probably wouldn't end with Fool. Yeah. But uh, it's fine. It's a, That's the story. It's a, you know, it's it's interesting to hear the stories about the cards that were mistakes, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the other the other cards that I ban online are uh, keep because I don't want to track it, and uh, rebuild because that one makes me very sad. And it's this thing where there was a time period when everyone was convinced that rebuild just absolutely ruined the game, mm -hmm. and good players got good enough that it no longer ruins the game for them. It ruins the game for medium players, mm -hmm. uh, casual players. It's fine, and. And good players, it's fine, but there are medium players where it's still like, well, we have to buy all the rebuilds and have a dull game. <laughs> and yeah, so I certainly regret that one and decide I didn't need to keep seeing it. And I think that's it. I think all I ban is uh, is those three. And that's it for this episode. I know it's been a while since my last interview, DOC Top 8, and especially the Advent Calendar took a lot out of me and I haven't quite gotten back into the interview headspace. But that being said, Shower has agreed to be my guest on the pod in the near future. So if you have any questions you'd like me to ask him, please send them my way. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Discord for feedback. I am at Strumpf and I'll catch you all next time. The game has ended. Bye.